turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms chapter 139. Psalms chapter 139. As I've already mentioned to you, I want to be very practical this evening, and I think it will be very helpful to us uh, as we look into Psalms 139. And uh, as I've mentioned just a few moments ago, of course, uh, you're all aware that we'll be taking this trip to Israel. Obviously, I will be gone uh, for several services. I want you to be in your place, and I will uh, have... Uh, Good, capable men in the pulpit to preach to you. And so I'm thankful for the uh, staff and the preachers we have around here. And uh, so we'll uh, look forward to, if as long as they don't burn the place down while I'm gone, uh, we'll look forward to getting us all back together again uh, in the very near future. Psalms 139, one verse this evening, verse 14. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. I want to preach tonight on this subject, reason to praise. Reason to praise. Father, I pray that you would use your word tonight as we look at this one verse of Scripture, the simple verse of Scripture that says so much. And Father, may we be reminded of some things this evening that I believe are crucial uh, to us serving you in the most successful way possible, crucial uh, for us, making a difference in the life of others. And Father, I pray that you encourage your people this evening. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I- I'm going to do the message a little bit different tonight. I'll spend the first part of the introduction and just kind of going through the verse of Scripture. Uh, we'll break down the verse of Scripture. I'll make some points and observations. And I want to make very five practical statements uh, based on what we see in verse number 14. Let me say, first of all, much of what I find myself doing as a pastor is trying to encourage God's people. Let me say, well, man, Pastor, I've been hearing you preach the last few Sundays. I don't think you've been doing much encouragement. Uh, we have to balance that out. You've been too encouraged, so I've had to you know, bring you down a little bit. No, I try and encourage and remind people that if you're here, God has a purpose for you. If God's given you life, he has a purpose for you. If you're still here and uh, you say, well, I can't do what I used to do, God has a purpose for you. To the to children that are on this, on this earth and in their service, in the nursery, God has a purpose for them. Uh, we are important to God. I was thinking and watching while we were singing those hymns, and boy, I, I, I just enjoyed the song service this evening, those songs we sang and hearing everybody sing together. Boy, my heart is stirred just for that. That's part of church, you know and uh, participating in the singing of the hymns. And I was just thinking and looking at people and uh, just uh, observing this afternoon. And then as uh, we were getting ready for the offering and watching everybody just kind of uh, the choir coming down and choir members trying to figure out, they couldn't remember where they were sitting. And so where am I sitting now? And but George, glad to see you found your spot over there. Praise the Lord. Uh, but, you know, just seeing you, I get where, and just thinking to myself, boy, we are among greatness. You say, Pastor, who is great? Everybody in here is great. So why do you say that? Because there's a reason to praise the Lord for the life that you have. Now tonight I'm not putting more value on humanity that needs to be there. We do that on our own. But I want us to be reminded of what David says in verse 14. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Often, we as God's people find some discouragement, don't we? If it don't find us, we'll go looking for it. 
We'll find some discouragement. We'll, we'll find uh, some defeat. Defeat comes along. And by the way, nobody wants defeat, but defeat's not the worst thing that can happen to you. Staying defeat is the worst thing that can happen to you. We find defeat, we get up, and you know, just we look at life, and we sometimes you may say, "Well, I just don't know if there's anything that anything good to even talk about." And what what should I praise? And we know we should praise. David says, "I will praise thee," and he gives some reasons why he'll praise him. And friend, tonight you and I, we praise is part of what we are supposed to do. Praise is a command. Praise is something that we should do. And we sing praises unto him tonight, but I think, and that's wonderful, but I think the best part of praise ought to come when it's just you and God praising God for what he's done, praising God for who he is. Let's look at this simple verse tonight. And I want to, if you'll permit me, I want to start at the end of the verse. Marvelous are thy works. Have you thought recently about God's creation? I don't know how. We know Romans chapter number 1 tells us how. We can go to a point where God will turn our mind over to a reprobate mind. That's the only way somebody can live on this planet and take in all of the wondrous things of this world and not know there's a creator. And not understand God, the Almighty Jehovah, has created all things. Have you look look at his works? Well, you you look and you know even this week I was I found myself outside after dark, which is after three thirty now this time of year, and you look up in that sky and you see those stars. I like looking at the stars. I like I like just the just looking and and looking at that sky and and and, and trying to. Look as intently as I can to maybe bring that star a little bit closer. You may think I'm crazy. I like to try and look beyond them. You're really going to think I'm crazy. Sometimes I look and I say, you know, if I look hard enough, maybe I can see God. I'm still looking. I hadn't quite seen it, but I know he's there because his creation is there. You think about how far away those stars are and we see the light now. The sun, when that light left so that we could see it when it gets here. It's an amazing, amazing thing. You think of the places on this planet. You think of the things, the solar systems. You think of the, the oceans that God has created and how marvelous are His works. How marvelous it is. You see the beautiful things in this world. You see how God has them all work together. For somebody to think that Nothing just became something. And, you know, we're the crazy ones for believing there's a creator. I don't have enough faith to believe that the world was chaos and just boom, and everything is right where it's supposed to be. I mean, I've seen a three-year-old try and keep their room clean. So there's got to be some divine order. There's got to be a creator to put everything in place. It didn't just happen. Well, I think we could all testify that God's works are marvelous. When God does a work, it is an amazing thing. You think of the works of our God, the works of the Bible, the, the works He's done, the, the things that He has, has taken place at His instruction, at His fingertips. And when God does something, when God's involved, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. 
but marvelous are thy works. And he goes on to say, and that my soul knoweth right well. David is convinced that when God does something, it's marvelous. May I testify with David tonight? And may I also declare that God's works are marvelous? May I also testify tonight that if God does it, it is a good thing? May I also declare tonight that I'm convinced that there's a God who created all things? May I testify tonight that my God, our God, He put the stars in space, He calls them by name. If God does it, I'm convinced that it is good. I think of that verse, and we know all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. We may not always like the way it comes about, but can I just tell you, if there's some things going on in your life tonight, and you can see the fingerprints of God, it is good, even if it's uncomfortable, even if there's a, there's a valley we have to go through. I'm convinced that if God does something... It is marvelous. My soul knoweth right well. Could we as the Emmanuel Baptist Church tonight agree that when God does something, it's marvelous? Could we agree tonight? Could we say in agreement that my soul knoweth right well? I am convinced that if God does it, it's good. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. Well, you think of the solar system and the galaxy and those billions of stars. But did you know that you are a work of God? Did you know that you're a creation of the Almighty God? The details that God went through to set the earth on his axis and set it in motion. The details of the Almighty God as he has done all these marvelous things pale in comparison to your details, to my details. We are quick to look at our God and look up at the sky and I find myself doing it also. My God did that. From time to time, you'll catch the, the clouds just right as the sun begins to set, and you see all those different colors, and there's not a whole lot better than that Florida sky and seeing that sunset and all those colors. And I find myself often saying out loud, even when it's just me, my God did that. What an amazing thing. His works are marvelous. I'm convinced in my soul that if God does it, it's a good thing. But we are also reminded in this verse of Scripture that you and I are a work of God. And God didn't make a mistake when he put the planets in motion. God didn't make a mistake when he hung the stars in the sky. And God didn't make a mistake when he created you. And God didn't make a mistake when he put you in the home that he put you in. And God didn't make a mistake when he put the limitations in your life that are there. 
And God didn't make a mistake when he, when, he, when he made your body the way it is. And God didn't make a mistake when he allowed certain circumstances to come into your life because the works of God are marvelous. Either we're convinced everything God does is good and marvelous or we're not convinced that an almighty God, all things are marvelous that he does. See, friend, you are a marvelous work in God's eyes. Now, make no mistake about it. We are fallen men. We are sinful. We are flawed. But, friend, you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. I will praise God because I'm a marvelous work. See, it's the devil that tells you that you have no value. It's the devil that tells you that you've got to appeal to this world to get value. It's the devil that tells you that God has cast you aside. It's the devil that tells you you're not as valuable and you're not as important as somebody else. God's not telling you that. The Spirit of God's not telling you that because the works of God are marvelous. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. What does that mean? That fearfully, it produces reverence. That's what he's saying. He says, I will praise thee because what you've done, I'm fearfully made. It produces reverence. Boy, when you think that we're a creation of God, we ought to cause us to look up into the heavens and be in awe of what God has done. To be in awe of what he has created. Boy, it's, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's by his wonder. It is a distinguishment by a wonderful thing. Do you realize that you are a distinguished work of God? You think of the story of creation and how God created certain things on certain days and he distinguished night from day, and he distinguished the waters from the land, and, and, and he, as the, 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 the trees would bring forth after their own fruit, and, and the animals would bring forth after their own fruit, and how different they are, and, and, and how unique each and everything is, because God's creation is distinguished by wonder. You look at his creation and you say, it is a wonderful, it, it wonder, it is wonderfully made. Now, we sometimes look at God's creation and we want to try and find flaws in it. Now, friend, we are fallen men. We can all agree on that. We all have flaws. But can I tell you tonight, it doesn't change the fact that you are distinguished by wonder. It doesn't change the fact that when you look at your life and I look at my life and we look at, at what God has done in, in creating us and, and putting us all together, that is something that should bring awe and respect to look what God has done. And it's sad in our day when life has so little value that we will kill it before it can come out of the womb. And now we live in a day where people believe it's okay to kill the child as it is born and comes out of the womb. And how senseless it is for violence to go on the street and to take the life of another individual. And we don't value life anymore. But I'm telling you, each life ought to bring some respect 
and awe. By the way, let me say, what makes it so different when you say, well, that life, that unborn baby has a life and it ought to have, have a chance and it's a creation uniquely made by God, but yet we'll look at our own self and we'll say, what in the world could I ever do for God? What value do I have for God? Each and every one of us is distinguished by wonder. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Does God do all things marvelous? Now, we have a tendency as man to mess them up. What God does is a marvelous thing. And friend, let me reiterate, God didn't make a mistake with you. That's the introduction. I have five statements I want to make, and we'll be done. The pastor, is this going to take forever? No, I have to fly to Israel tomorrow. This is not going to take that long. <laughs> Number one, we are uniquely made. There's only one you. There's only one me. You know what that makes you and that makes me? Pretty special. Let me say it like this. We are collector's items. Oh, you have those hobbies, you have those collectibles. There's only so many of these made. You better get it. That's where its value is. Hey, let me tell you something. There's only one me. And some of you are saying, praise God, there's only one of him. But let me throw that right back at you. There's only one you. There's only one you. Each of us are uniquely made. We look at the things that make us different and the things that make us different are what make us special because God made us uniquely. He made you special. We are uniquely made. Number two, we're made in his image. Think about that. We are made in His image. When God fashioned man, He fashioned us in His image. Number three, we are made with a purpose. I say this often, I'll say it again tonight. God did not create you or you, did, you were not conceived in your mother's womb and God say, oh, I didn't see that coming. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't, I better make a plan now. God knew. God created you. He gave you life. He's the one who brought you into existence. And long before you took your first breath, you were already made and created in his mind. And he had a plan already prepared for you. Those children that are in the nursery, and, and mom and dad, let me help you. Your, 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 your job is not to create a plan for them. It's to help them find the plan that God has already created for them. Our job is to find what God has for us. And maybe your life has taken some detours and maybe you, you've made some mistakes and it's, it's taking you directions that you, that you shouldn't have gone, but, but God's got you back on a path and there's still a purpose, there's still a plan. It is your responsibility, my responsibility, to find that purpose. If, if you're a husband tonight, that's part of your purpose. If you're a wife tonight, that's part of your purpose. If you're a parent, that's part of your purpose. If you're a grandparent, that's part of your purpose. We all have a purpose that is unique to us. 
You are made with a purpose. Does God do all things marvelous? Then the purpose he created for you may not be my purpose. My purpose may not be your purpose, but your purpose is a marvelous purpose. Why? Because God created for you. And let me just say, stop, stop, stop uh, coveting somebody else's purpose. Stop wishing what somebody else's purpose is is what you have. Yours is special. Why? Because God made it for you. God made you for that purpose. Nobody else can be you. You might be saying, I don't know why anybody else would want to be me. Why don't we just be satisfied with the wonderful, marvelous work that God has made? Number four. It goes right along with verse number three, or number three, statement number three, but number four is we are created with a unique race to run. It ties right in with the, the previous statement, we are made with a purpose. Number four, we are created with a unique race to run. Run your race. Run your race. Say, Pastor, I can't run as fast as I used to. Run your race. Too many times we, we, we look at somebody else's race, so we try and run our race to please the other runners, and we shouldn't be doing that. God created us with a unique purpose, and a unique task, a unique goal, a race to run. It's not my responsibility to run your race. It's not your responsibility to run my race. The only way you're going to get a crown, only way I'm going to get a crown, is not if I complete your race, not if you complete my race, not if we sit around and complain because it seems like somebody else has it easier in their race. No, we get that crown. We get that reward when we finish our race. Each of us have a race to run that is unique. Your race is unique. Your race is special because only you can complete your race. The number five. Our value is in what somebody would pay for us. Our value is in what somebody would pay for us. Maybe you're thinking, buck 45, that's as good as it gets. Matter of fact, I've had my kids listed on eBay for a year and a half, and I had no takers. Make me an offer tonight. What I mean by that is God gave his son for you. Pastor, I'm just not worth anything. You are worth the blood of Christ. Pastor, I just don't have any value. I've, 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 I've wasted so many years. I've wasted my life. Hey, you're worth something because God gave his son willingly for you. Well, I just don't have talent and ability to serve. God gave his son, Christ shed his precious blood for you. And friend, the reality is, if you were the only person, the only person who ever lived, you were the only person who ever walked on this planet, and you were in need of a Savior, Jesus would have shed his blood for you. Because he shed his blood for every man. That's pretty valuable. That's pretty special. That's pretty... Marvelous. The fact that Christ would pay for us. Boy, we have our failures and our faults, don't we? 
We've all made our mistakes. We've all fallen. We've all been weak and discouraged at times, got our eyes off of our purpose, off of our race, off of the fact that we ought to be praising God. But, oh, we need to be reminded, and I just want to, the Lord just impressed this upon me this afternoon. This was not the message that I intended to preach tonight, but he just impressed it upon me to send me out here as your pastor to say, you are important to God. You have value to God. God has something unique about you. Mom and dad, when you go home to those children, you ought to be, think of this, God gave us somebody special in our house. He gave us somebody. He allowed us to be mom and dad. He, he, he allowed us to do that. He, man, we've tried to pawn them off anybody we can, but they keep coming back. It is marvelous because it is ours with all of our faults and with all of our failures. Pastor, I don't know if I can teach that Sunday school class. God made you to teach that Sunday school class. Pastor, I don't think I can serve in this capacity. God made you to serve in that capacity. It is a marvelous work. We should, you'll understand what I mean by this. We should not fill ourselves up with pride. But we ought to pick our chin up a little bit and praise God. Because I have value. What value do I have? My value is in Christ. My value is God thought enough of me to give me life. God created a plan for me. He created a purpose for me. I am marvelous in His eyes. I am a work of God. Now we need to be reminded we're not a finished work. But we're a work of God. Boy, I want everybody who works in our ministry, every teacher, every teacher in our Christian school, every Sunday school teacher, when those children sit in front of you with all of their faults, their failures, with all of their, we'll call it hyper, we'll call it mischievousness. Okay, even the bad ones, we'll just say that. They're special to God. We ought to look at it. God's entrusted us to have an impact in a marvelous work that He's done. Oh, the, the, the young people that are in our ministry, they're not a finished product. So often we look at the faults and the failures that we all have and we say well you know that that is something that i wish they would get it together friend be reminded that is somebody special in god's eyes be careful how you talk to people be careful how you treat people be careful how you just discard people because they are a marvelous work to god that's why we're to take the gospel to the whole world that's those living behind the gated community. That's those that will sleep in the gutter tonight. Jesus died for all men. They are all marvelous works. But we just have a way of getting our own way, don't we? You have value to God. The Bible reminds us that we are bought with a price. We're redeemed. We're purchased. We're bought twice. You realize that God owns you because He created you? And then you were redeemed by the blood of Christ? That makes us pretty special. You know, we 
I like the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I think it's the greatest group of people there is. It's a pretty special place. Special people. Pastor, I agree with you except for brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so and that little, oh, he's a devil. He's, oh, my goodness. I, and I say that, and I'm sure there's like eight different kids running through your mind right now. Oh, they just, you, you know, they're all special. Boy, this is a special place. But they're special because God does a marvelous work. I think it'd be good for us just to be in a spirit of praise consistently, but especially tonight, of what God's done in your life, what God's done in my life. You know, God gave you life. It wasn't an accident. God allowed you to grow up in the home you grew up in. He allowed you to be around things you were around. Well, I just don't see how. No, the fact that God got you through certain situations shows us a marvelous work. Think just for a moment with me, would, would you, about when you got saved? What a work. What a work. Think about what God brought you from. It's amazing. We get full of ourselves, and we think we're doing the marvelous work. Everything good about us is because of Christ, the work that he's done in us and is doing in us. What do you think about that? You think about, I think about many of you, and the, it's an encourage, such an encouragement to me is I think even in my 10 years that I've been the pastor, I think of how far God has brought so many and the growth. And as a pastor, it thrills my heart to see God's people grow. And by the way, some of you are hard on yourselves because you don't see the growth. Now continue to grow. Man, we need to give credit to God what God has done in our life. Well, you think about the goodness of God. You think about marriages that have been put back together. You think about prodigals who God has brought back to him. You think of those who have, have been discouraged and quit and then got back, in the, got back into the work. You think of all the different scenarios. And, and if you were one of those that by the grace of God, you were born in it, brought up in it, you never left it, God the glory, that ain't the credit to you. That's credit to the Almighty God. This is a great group of people. I love my church. As good and marvelous as this is, if you'll permit me to say it like this, this ain't nothing. We haven't seen nothing yet. Because when we cross the shores of glory, that's the complete work. That is the finished product. Oh, to think about what Christ has done and is doing in our life. And friend, let me just say, you can overcome anything in your life through Christ. 
If he can deliver you from hell, he can deliver you from any addiction, he can deliver you from any, any stumbling block, he can deliver those things, but you've got to depend on him. He can do it. What a testimony to the grace of God, the goodness of God, the marvelous work of God and what he does in our life. We've seen nothing yet. Because when we get those glorified bodies, glorified minds, what a work God has done. Friend, this evening, I don't know who needed this. Perhaps we all needed this tonight. You're important to God. God has not forgotten you. Matter of fact, in each and every life, we need to be reminded if we're important to God, then we need to act like we're important to God. We have a life that God has given us. It's his life. We ought to use it to the best of his ability. We ought to be a good steward with it. We ought to take care of it. We ought, we ought to keep, stay on that, on that path and that race that God has for us. He's given us life. It's a marvelous thing. Whatever God has for you is marvelous. I wonder what God must think when we look up and we look into his galaxy. We say, man, that's awesome. That is amazing. That is spectacular. You see that landscape, or you, or you see that mountain view, or you, or you see the amazing things that God has done, and you look at that and say, only God could do that. Say, oh, only a fool would believe that that just happened. Only a fool would believe that, that there is no God. Look at the marvelous things God has done. But as we go to a place of busyness, we pass people. It's not as easy for us to look at Marvelous things that God has done. As marvelous is it? In our own life. Oh, it's easy to look at those stars that we don't know their name and the landscape and look how beautiful that is and give God the glory for all of that. It's a wonderful thing. Give Him the glory. But friend, His greatest work is what He's doing in you and I. His greatest work... Is, is, he, is salvation, him purchasing us and giving his son for you and I. It was man that he created a fellowship with him. He, that's, why, that's why you think what you want, and I'm not a person who says just the waste, just the waste, but God did not make man for this world. God made this world for man, and global warming is not going to burn the world up because God created this for us. And we'll look at that marvelous thing, and yet we'll look at what God has for us, and we'll say, well, I just, I just think God made a mistake. Would you do that when you look at that sunset? Oh, God really messed that one up. Do you, would you do that when you were looking at the stars in the sky? David said, I praise him, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Friend, may we use the life that God has given us to his honor and glory. 
May tonight give us just a little bit of encouragement to keep pressing on to finish our race. May tonight, may it challenge parents to understand that that child or children that you're rearing, you're just trying to navigate them to find and do the will that God has for them. The race for them to run. As a parent, it's a little frustrating because you want to run the race with them. You want to say, come on, you can do it. Let me just show you the way. But it's their own individual race. you got to guide them. Well, may we finish our race, finish our course. May we realize our value is in the fact that God would send his son. Without that, you and I are on our way to a devil's hell. God loved us enough to send his son to pay our sin debt. You're marvelous. You're a great work of God. Not a finished work, but you are a work of God. May we give praise to God for what he has done for us. Friend, all of us could find things in our life that we don't like, things in our life we wish there were improvements of, but we need to put that aside and focus on what God has done for us. If he's given me another breath in my body, I have purpose still. I have a race I'm going to continue to run. I have somebody else that I can be a blessing to. I can be an encouragement to. There's somebody that I can give the gospel to. I have value. Christ died and paid my sin debt. May we focus on the fact that we are distinct and we are unique and God has made us that way. And it's a wonderful, marvelous word. Father, I pray that tonight we'd be reminded...